clinical disclaimer. This podcast is focused on education and entertainment. While we love to help and teach, it is not meant to be used as a replacement for clinical services. If you are experiencing significant relationship issues or major concerns in your sexual, physical, or mental health, please seek the services of a professional provider near you. Welcome to the University of Pleasure. Where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation. I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist. And I'm Jeremiah James, and I'm just a guy who likes talking about sex. Doc, it's spring is in the air, and I am feeling ready. It's like June is about to bust out all over. How you feeling <laughs> down there in the frozen tundra? I'm feeling pretty good. It's a nice day. It's a nice day here, actually. And yeah. it's not as depressingly cold as it was. <laughs> and there's no... And there's not as much snow on the ground. I mean, there's well, still snow. There's just not as much snow. Well, and we are back. I'm so happy to see the doc again. We're sorry about our uh, yet again a bit of a weak hiatus there, but we are back. Schedules have been realigned, and we're here for millions of fans who want to learn about pleasure. A couple of announcements, of course. As always, don't forget the Amy book is coming out on jeremiah james's birthday that's right folks april fool's day was actually when i was born and the amy book that was written by autumn karen and myself is coming out here being published here at the university of pleasure we are super excited i know the doc is losing her mind over excitement on this if you could all see her face you would truly understand (laughs) how excited she was and uh yeah we're really Really pumped. The audiobook version is coming out. The paperback version. The, the Does people buy? You know, I'm selling a book. I should probably check on, like, what the logistics are. People, like, buying paperback books. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it's coming I love out. A, I, love a, I love a paperback book. Like, or a or hard I love a physical book. I mean, I'll read a, a digital book, but my preference is to hold it in my hand and have that experience. I've heard that about you. Anyway... <laughs> So. Oh, and I walked right in. I walked right into the one on that one. As I was saying, as I was saying it, I was like, "This is a terrible thing to say out loud." Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Well, it's just really great, and of course, uh, this Thursday uh, we will be, of course, releasing the newest version of Sex Therapist Shoot the Shit. Are you ready for a new episode, folks? I know I am, even though I'm not in it, because it's true. Jeremiah James does listen to his own episodes of the University of Pleasure. And I often do. And fast forward, and fast forward to the parts where I speak. Exactly. <laughs> just exactly. Just... And I'm like, wow, how witty am I? I'm so great. Oh no, she's talking a lot. Fast forward. But I am excited, even though I'm not in the podcast, to listen to the newest episode. So that is it. Those are our announcements about announcements. Did I miss anything this morning, Doc? I don't think so. All right. So. We're in it to win it. Today's episode, folks. I know you've been clamoring for it. You have been waiting for a new episode of Jeremiah's Sex Tech Corner. Woo! Okay, don't hurt yourself. Are you unwrapping candy like a little old lady over there? What are you doing? I'm playing, I'm probably unwise while recording. I'm playing with a piece of Velcro. (laughs) (laughs) What? I can't. What is happening? (laughs) 
Sorry. I thought about it was either that or opening a package of saltines, I guess. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my bad, okay. dude. My bad. Anyways. <laughs> so... Very excited uh, to be back here at Jeremiah's Sex Tech Corner, and we've got a new one I uh, am ready to throw to you, Doc. This one, I, when I found this, first of all, it has not come out onto the marketplace yet, but it does say that it is FDA approved and all of the, the special little things that you need permission-wise from the government to like release this to make sure it doesn't cause harm, and this specifically is for premature ejaculation problems wow. okay now it is a i patch. think i know what it is i think i know what it is i haven't even i haven't even said it yet <laughs> okay go for it go for it <laughs> you do how can you kill me for this early into four minutes into an episode and like just take the wind out of my sails sorry I, man. i'm gonna I'm, go gonna I'm gonna say you don't know yet i'm okay. gonna say you okay. don't know because i was really surprised about this and i'm not easily surprised in jeremiah's sex tech corner right it is called Virility Medical, okay? And it's a patch. It's a patch that you wear. Now, first when I started reading, I was like, is it a patch I put on my arm? Is it a patch that goes on my penis? But it's a patch of some kind. And then I realized- Do you want me, do you want me to tell you what kind? Because I know what you're talking about. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Sorry, bro. Oh, all right. Well, let me at least no, say to the on. audience, because I was so excited. <laughs> you keep going. Keep going. I was like, oh, she definitely doesn't know about this. <laughs> it, the patch no. goes on your taint. It goes or, on the or taint. Or also known as a perineum. Perineum. That's not as... Taint is such a great word. Perineum is too medical, Doc. You know what I mean? When you just say taint, it gets right to the heart. There are some words that when you say them, there's no confusion. Like the F word, right? F word, there's no confusion. Not a highly, you can't really interpret it. Can't wiggle around that word, right? But the taint is very similar in that way. It's like- Can I just, can I just like tell you that the, it's funny to me that you're like taint, the F word. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're really being really selective about which language you really want. <laughs> well, I was, I'm trying to be polite. Nobody wants to be censored. Like what if, you know, I say the F-bomb too many times and then all of a sudden, you know, Spotify's like, no, 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 this is an adults only podcast, which technically kind of are, but you know, we want to keep that PG-13 rating rolling. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. I was under no illusions that we ever had a PG-13 rating, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you explain to them, Doc, seeing as I already, I can't surprise you. Continue. No, you explain the product. I am not going to steal your thunder here. I want you to explain oh. the product. <laughs> I'm just. Too late. Too it's not about late. stealing thunder. It's just an acknowledgement of, I, I know what you're talking about. So please explain the product, Jeremiah. So this patch, yes, I'm going to explain it anyway. Uh, <laughs> so the patch goes on the taint, okay? It is wearable. It's a wearable skin patch designed to delay ejaculation. Introduces a paradigm shift in sexual well-being. The V-patch is clinically proven to help you last longer, perform better, and to delay ejaculation using cutting-edge muscle stimulation technology. 
The technology enhances men's ability to contract the pelvic floor like our buddy, uh, the, the uh, doctor, uh, oh, God. Leo. Leo, Leo Jesus, Leo. how could I forget yeah. that? I'm in love with him. He's the greatest. He was the cool. He taught me all about, you know how often, by the way, side note, I'm driving like somewhere and I'll like stop in, in my head while I'm driving and I'm like, am I clenching my my pelvic, floor muscles. my pelvic floor muscles right now. And then I kind of noticed that I am. And it's all because of the genius of Dr. Leo. Yeah, Ooh. we got to get Leo back on here. Oh, 100%. 100%. I just love you, Dr. Leo. Please come back and teach me more about my pelvic floor that I didn't even know existed until <laughs> I spoke to you. So anyway, I do that often, Dr. Leo. I'll be just driving around in my truck. And then I'll be like, oh, don't contract those muscles. It's not. Good. So back to the point here, the V-patch. It's flexible. It conforms to local anatomy and very easily positioned according to anatomical landmarks. That's a very interesting <laughs> phraseology. Anatomical landmarks. Wow. Yes. They also didn't want to be marked as being <laughs> R-rated. They wanted a PG-13. <laughs> Yeah. As an aside, can I also just say, like, how could we possibly have a PG-13 rating when we literally did, like, a whole episode on Debbie Does Dallas? Just... That's true. Fair, po fair point, Doc. Fair point. Anyway, moving back. Back <laughs> to what we were talking about. The technology enhances men men's ability to contract the pelvic floor muscle and postpone ejaculation by delivering trans... Cutaneous neuromuscular. I don't know. It was a big word. Transcutaneous. Is that what that means? I don't know. I'm not looking at the word. Is it cutaneous, like skin? Transcutaneous neuromuscular stimulation. Yeah. So I think it just means you put it on your skin, and then it, then it like stimulates the muscles underneath. Okay. I didn't expect, by the way, to have such big words when I was explaining this. So I apologize to the audience ahead of time, or I would have looked it up. <laughs> but so basically what I gather with this is it goes under and when you're looking at the design of this thing, it it looks like a little little black thing. It has like a button on it. And it looks like almost like a little black butterfly. And so I'm imagining you you push your balls forward a little bit, and you kind of stick this patch onto your taint area and fire it up because it's got a little like button on it. <laughs> And then you just fire up this bad boy. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. The phraseology of fire it up when something's on someone's taint is probably a little. You turn it on. Okay. I, don't know, I don't. It seems a little aggressive for the 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 maybe sensitivity of the area. Fire it up. It's not a lawnmower, man. Pull the ripcord. Here we go. And uh, yeah, so basically through electro stimulation. Not to be confused with like electroshocking. There's nothing that's going to shock you or anything like that. It's like stimulating the muscles through electrical impulses. And then that's going to help relax the pelvic floor. That's going to help do what you, you know, to, to do, make it so that you don't ejaculate so fast. Maybe you last longer. But it doesn't say anything about helping with like erectile dysfunction or anything no, like that. No, it's my understanding of this product um i've heard that i heard it talked about um my understanding all right of i was just gonna say before you continue on like the doc goes to like i should have known that you knew that this was a thing because like you go to like i saw this in an article i saw this in an article i read so this i read was, too i know you read too i was just saying well okay sorry <laughs> i know you read too <laughs> 
It's an intense reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I know you read too. Um, but yeah, I was reading. This was, I didn't hear about this at a conference. All right. Okay, it. cool. So continue your thought process on what this basically does from a doctor's technical wizardry mind. Oh. Come on. Uh, well, I mean, I, my understanding of this device is, yeah, like it's the electrical impulses. I don't, it's not on the market yet. Right. So like, no, I haven't gone to a con it, it, I haven't gone to like a conference or anything where I've held one or seen one, I guess in my mind, I'm kind of visualizing it like a lower grade level of, um, you know, like when you go to the chiropractor and they have them at the mall too, they're like, the, they put those little e-stim devices on your back and yeah. it like kind of stimulates the muscles on your back or yeah. whatever. And you can buy little versions of them at the mall at a kiosk and, yeah. you know, um, like I think it's sort of some version my understanding of it is like some type of version of that. And I'm sure maybe it uses, because it's not attached to wires. It's, I think there's two different versions. I think there's a Bluetooth. I haven't gotten that far yet. You're, okay. You're... Anyway. So um, like, it, I think it's sending those little electrical impulses and the idea of it. Yeah. Is to like, it's not for erectile dysfunction. It's literally for premature ejaculation, right? To like stimulate the muscles in a way that can essentially probably allow somebody to hold off on ejaculating longer. Right, right. Since that's obviously the issue in premature ejaculation. Of course. And uh, you are correct. There is a Bluetooth version, which is what I was going to lead into here, which is <clears throat> that you get an app with it and you can like pair it with an app. And it's got like things like you want to set it at 50%, you want to set it at, you know, whatever. And uh, it is really quite impressive. Like the technology looks really interesting, you know, to be able to go like the only thing is like, here's my question. OK, Hon honest, honest question. Here. My only thing with this is, dude, is this something you like stop sex sex wise and put on or, you know, would you put it on before sex began I don't, you know, because like I said, like, I'm not, I just know what this product is. I'm not super, like, I haven't, like, talked to anybody that's used it and because it's not on the market, you know. But my understanding, just like briefly, like, I saw this in an article, like, the, how I got introduced to it was I was reading an article about up and coming sex tech, right? So, like, that's what I was looking at. But um, my understanding of it is that, like, you would put it on you could put it on before, but it's also like kind of you put it on during sexual activity and have it on during sexual activity. I think it also has like a button on it or something, right? Yeah, Where that's like, what I'm saying. You, you fire could, it up. Yeah, so you could put it on, I'm assuming, hypothetically prior and then turn it on when you're wanting more of that impact because I have no idea how light or hard i'm assuming the bluetooth version allows for maybe some adjustment of that almost like you would with like a vibrator or something yeah, maybe yeah, where yeah, that's yeah. exactly right um and so I, i'm um you know i think about vibrators right and like different bodies are like way different in terms of their sensitivity levels to like you know like some people love heavy and this isn't a vibrator right but it's still creating like some type of muscular stimulation and so i imagine that you know you might like have to play around with that a little bit <laughs> so like and because i don't really know sort of how it works because i don't think i know anyone that's i'm sure they have people that are part of like clinical trials or something that have experienced this but it's well i would just like to be very clear this is jeremiah's <laughs> sex tech corner 
And as much as I do read a thank you very much, I certainly don't research. <laughs> good, so, good to know. Uh, good, clinical good trials, know. clinical smiles. I just found the website <laughs> yeah. and, and read um, what this thing does. And I would yeah. like to say this from your old pal, Jeremiah. If you're going to get this device, my recommendation is try a little uh, personal masturbatory exploration time and uh, see what settings you got. Because, you know, here's the thing. Like, you're in there and you're ready to rock and roll and you put this bad boy on and you fire it up to like 80 and you're not really <laughs> prepped for that. And all of a sudden you're getting these crazy impulses. You know, it could it could throw off uh, your yeah. your your lovemaking session. What do you think of that, yeah. Doc? Yes. And I, and I know we've talked before about like when you get a new device, you get a new toy. I agree with you, Jeremiah. Thank you, Doc. Thank you. Playing around on your own, understanding how it works, taking a little pressure off of that situation is a good idea. I think to your point or like your question too around like before, after, during, like that's some stuff too. Like whenever you're introducing something new to a, a sexual dynamic, you have to expect that it's going to just change the natural flow of things and try to let that be okay as well. Like we've talked before about like this idea that like sometimes people really like get super anxious at the idea. It's really common, like at the idea of like stopping a sexual interaction. And it's only as big a deal if you, as you make it right. Like people have talked before about like, well, I don't like to wear condoms because I don't like to stop. It like interrupts the flow. Lame. And I'm like, well, only as much as you let it, right? If you catastrophize, like... I'm sorry, Doc. That's usually just an excuse. I, I don't buy into that. Now I know well, it's, it's not everybody, it's, and I don't want to blame everybody. Well, it's not everybody, everybody, but it's yeah. usually when people are concerned about it, it's because, like, that... We've talked about, like, that maybe that moment in time is where someone might lose some erectile... All right, fair enough. And that, I do often forget and that's that. Point. Right. So, like, I think sometimes interrupting that flow makes people nervous that they won't be able to perform in one in some way or another. And again, like... You know, I I feel a little can I talk to you about the things I feel conflicted about with this part? device or just in general? No, with this device. Or All device right. Well, like how about this? this? I think this is a good place for us to take a break. And then when we come back, let's hear why you're conflicted. Dr. Jeremiah, aka you are not a not doctor. A doctor. <laughs> you are not a doctor. Is here to hear your concerns. From an ethics perspective, we really need to emphasize you are not a doctor. <laughs> I am and definitely legal. 100% not a legal doctor. I'm a doctor of love. Okay. And we'll be right back. And we're back. Jeremiah, the doctor of love, who is not a legal doctor in any sense of the word. Ethically, not a doctor. Definitely not a doctor. Is that better, Doc? So Sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so I'm here, Doc. Give me your concern. Well, you know, like I don't this device might be really helpful for people. So it's not me being like, this is terrible. Don't ever I'd have no idea. Um I think for me, you know, it's a device that that like is really aimed at um, you know, helping people manage premature ejaculation, which is great. Except sometimes premature ejaculation is something that's like a little tricky. Like people don't always have a good sense of, of like what that means, like premature ejaculation. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. I, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I, I only, okay. I'm going to tell you what I think premature ejaculation is 
And then tell me if I'm even like any, because I've never had this. Uh, that's never been a thing I've I've had a struggle with in my life, right? And you know, we've talked about there have been times where I drank too much, or you know, maybe my penis didn't work because I was whatever. That's a natural thing, and I <laughs> want to dispel all these myths to the men out there that ED means you're broken or damaged or any of that kind of stuff. It happens to all of us, and that's a reality. Now, I can honestly tell you, I've never run into a premature ejaculation. The closest thing I can put my finger on to it is I was so super excited that, you know, you know, sex that I had planned to have maybe for like an hour kind of became like five minutes because by the, you know, it was hot and heavy and then bango, bongo, it was done, you know, and then I did, well, you laugh. That was what happened. I that just was like it. bango, bongo. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, I needed a few minutes and then, you know, 20 minutes later, we're back in back in the saddle and all was fine. So but, you know, I know that the premature ejaculation, what I have understood it to be is like, uh, you know, a woman just is like, you know, you're in the midst of even like foreplay and you could ejaculate, you know, like things like it could be something like you have right. very little uh, uh, control over right. over it. Am I right. is that is that kind of what it is? Well, it can be. That's the thing, right? Like different people sort of interpret this differently. There are some like clinical criteria around like time, right? Like less than a minute, less than 30 seconds, less than 15 seconds, except here's the problem. There's a couple of different angles of this. Some people will come in with complaints of premature ejaculation where like basically they're just concerned because they're coming faster than they want to. And, and sometimes it might actually be what's in a pretty normative range, right? Like two to three minutes, four minutes, right? Like, and usually people are measuring it not at the beginning of like sexual stimulation. They're measuring at the beginning of some type of penetrative sexual okay. activity. All right. Okay. Now, what you're describing though, like having a hard time, like even getting to penetrate, if that's part of what someone wants to do, right? Getting to penetrative activity, like where someone is orgasming you know, right before they're about to enter someone, or that would be probably considered more on the like severe end of premature ejaculation. So you're basically saying there's a spectrum. Yeah, there's a spectrum, but here's the thing. It starts to get really tricky. Like, let's say someone's like, okay, well, I have the intent to engage in intercourse, whatever, uh, what uh, anal, uh, vaginal, doesn't matter. And um, they're like, okay, but I just had oral for like 40 minutes, you know? (laughs) Right, right, right. So it's not really just defined. It's really defined. It's hard to kind of like put your finger on like how fast is too fast. The people that are, are maybe have more severe concerns or report more severe concerns are like, regardless of the sexual activity, like, or sometimes it is associated with like penetrative activity. It's like very sudden and very fast. Like I'm, I'm orgasming way before I want to. And sometimes it is like I enter some, like I enter like anal or vaginal, like I I penetrate somebody in some kind of way. And like almost immediately I am orgasming. However, like that would be more of like the clinical kind of like, Hey, that sounds like maybe premature ejaculation, but I've had plenty of people come in and be like, I am struggling or their partner being like, you're, you're coming too quick. And it's like, you know, 30 minutes of foreplay, but then maybe two to three minutes of intercourse, which actually probably isn't that atypical, mostly because like, 
people are also terrible at, there's like studies on this. People are terrible at their concept of time when they're engaging in sexual activity, right? I think I've talked about this before in here. Like you ask somebody about how long do you think like uh, intercourse lasts or whatever lasts? And like, you'll give two people, one person will be like 10 minutes. The other person's like 30 seconds. And it's (laughs) just like a couple, right? Like they have totally different sort of concepts of time. Right, right, right. And, and so anyway, I, it's it's tricky to sort of identify. And so this device, I'm not sure. My guess is it would expand the time really for anyone. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. Um, and the pieces around it that are are that I struggle with a little. A just the name of it. Can I just pause on the name of it? Yeah, it's not. I mean, the name is not a winning name. I mean, in my humble opinion. Why don't you like the name? Well, to me, it it it, it doesn't it, it doesn't ring true to what the product is. Like you know, virility to me, it's just it's not it's not a, it's not a sexy name. It's it's a little too clinical to me. It doesn't like scream what the product is, you know. And at the same point in time, um, it's not helping your virility. It's helping you know, hold back the tides. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I. The reason I don't like the name is probably, yeah, it's kind of clinical sounding, but it is uh, marketing itself as a medical device. Uh, so I get why they probably go with something more clinical, but virility, right? We have this, these sort of really problematic narratives around masculinity and sex. Yeah. And this idea that like in order, like if you struggle with, you know, coming sooner than you want or premature ejaculation, even if it's more on that kind of more severe or uh, tricky end of the spectrum where it is pretty fast, that somehow you're less virile, right? And less of a man in some kind of way. There's just something about that that doesn't sit. I don't love it. I don't like it I either. Think it kind of, I think that it kind of perpetuates some negative ne- negative messaging because I'm going to be really honest for folks that struggle with premature ejaculation. And I mean, particularly more on that, more like, um, having a hard time being able to like hold off before penetrative activity or like really quickly. And I'm talking like within seconds of penetration, like that is something that culturally is we make fun of in movies and film. It's a punchline right? to a joke. Yep. And so people that struggle with that often feel really embarrassed and they feel ashamed. Really they shameful. feel really shameful. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's because we're constantly making fun of it and we're constantly making jokes about it. And they're also, as an aside for folks that struggle with that, that more severe end of the spectrum, like there's research that suggests there might be genetic uh, like genetic, biological, like genetic markers and biological sort of links to that, that it's like in like twin studies and stuff, like that there seems to be genetic contributors to somebody like might be a little bit more um, biologically predispositioned to that. So it's not like they're doing something wrong or like, which by the way, that does not mean though, doc, I just want to be very clear here. That does not mean if they're like biologically more, uh, I don't know what to Predispos- that predisposition predisposition yeah. that doesn't mean that there aren't ways to help them right yeah 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 absolutely but I mean uh, I just want to be I'm, clear because it's just like to, in my brain like if I heard that and this was my problem and someone was like you know you might be biologically more disposed you know like blah 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 it's like telling somebody who has you know it's it's a really wonderful thing to hear you know that uh, you might be biologically more predisposed 
but it also can make you afraid that that just means like you're kind of screwed. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, no, and I and I can appreciate that. I think you know, like it's sort of like somebody might be more bi biologically predispositioned to for alcoholism, right? right? You still you can still try to help navigate that. I mean, and here's the thing though, like. I don't understand, I want to be very clear, like, I don't understand the medicine, the medicine piece around that well enough to be like, I don't know how much work someone would have to do. But here's what I do know. I worked with plenty of clients. And I don't know if there was biological contributors. Also, anxiety can contribute. It's often like a bit of a propelling struggle, right? The more nervous people get about it going poorly, then the more quickly it happens. And you know that because often people will say, well, I can last much longer during masturbation when I'm less anxious than I can with a partner, right? So that anxiety in certain ways seems to like perpetuate the struggle. So I've worked with plenty of people around this where we've found ways to help them. There's also something as an aside, like super old school sex therapy started called the uh, start, stop, squeeze technique that Masters and Johnson did. Masters and Johnson's super like the like one of the original sort of sex research I, I, teams. I'm really sorry. Like I, I, I need to, uh, I need to rewind here. I need sex. To... Start, stop, or start, stop, squeeze. Yeah. That you can't just yeah, blow so... by that. <laughs> no, I was going to explain. I was going to explain what it is. It's like an old you school. See my face? It's like I was old... like, start. Yeah. Stop, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't know how expensive this device is. So this might be a cheaper <laughs> sort of thing <laughs> to try. Right. Like, so essentially the, the thing, like it's, you know, you begin some type of sexual sort of stimulation as an aside, you usually have people practice this while masturbating. Right. So you begin by like, you know, some type of stimulation. And then as you start feeling like you're getting closer to coming, you stop and you squeeze the, the, the frenulum, right? So the area typically underneath like the head of the penis, it's like right behind okay. the, the head of the penis, which is usually a pretty sensitive spot. And you squeeze until the orgasm or like the impending orgasm is sort of abated. And then you start again, and then you stop and you squeeze. And sometimes what that, it helps people do a variety of things. I really recommend if someone's struggling with this and you're listening, that you give that a try because what it helps people learn is sort of those cues and then more control, okay. right? Over those, okay. over those kind of body cues. It's almost like a, you know, PT in a certain way, right? Yeah. Like you're learning, you're learning your body cues. And also like then if someone has a partner, especially side note, a supportive partner, that's going to be supportive and kind in that process. And you feel trusting with, you can also work on that and having a partner because We've talked about this before, like people get very, very concerned at the idea of anything interrupting a sexual experience. But oftentimes, if you can find ways to make it no big deal, then you can just proceed. There's nothing bad about like, ooh, we got to pause for a second because I'm, I'm going to come a little faster than I want. Got it. Hold off. Hold off. What other? Usually it's just some kind of stimulation. You can maybe keep kissing or doing something else. All right, now proceed. Like that's not the end of the world. Right, <laughs> to right. Do. Right. Um, it just depends on how you treat it and um, like with your partner and how your partner treats it as well. So uh, there, there is stuff like that that people can try. And also like I help people often work through sort of the anxious cycle of it, right? Like a lot of times it's happening because people are like doing a heck of a lot of like, what if, what if I come too fast? What if I come too fast? And then that anxiety builds. And so I'm trying to help people sort of figure out like, okay, is that actually the end of the world? 
Right. Like you can talk to a partner about it. Hey, sometimes I come a little quicker than I want. Give people a heads up. And that might be something that we have to navigate. But a lot of times what's interesting when people just go, hey, this is something that happens for me sometimes, then they're less worried about it there in the actual go. event. And I understand that that's super vulnerable, but it also is sometimes a really helpful way to, if you're struggling with some type of sexual functioning issue. So that can include erectile dysfunction or even, um, well, let's say someone has, we've talked about sexual pain before, where it's like, you just give a partner a heads up. Hey, sometimes this is something that happens with my body. want to give you a heads up so you don't misinterpret it as being something about you. Or Absolutely. And you know what, on a side note there, Doc, uh, you know, there was somebody uh, in uh, the theater business that I think we should invite on the podcast because she was just in an article about sexual pain and uh, and she's trying to dispel the myths of sexual pain. Her name is Paige Davis. She used to be on that like fix them up show like, you know, they on, they like fix up houses and stuff. So I think I'm going to reach out. I think I'm going to reach out to her. See, if we can't get her on the on the old University of Pleasure to talk about sexual pain. Don't Great. you think that'd be a good one? That'd be great. That'd be yeah. great. I'd love to. I do a ton of sexual pain work, so I'd love to. All um, right. But anyway, back to PE. And PE is a, you know, shortened for premature ejaculation. Um, I, I think devices like, I'm not saying a device like this wouldn't be really helpful. I think that the way it would be most helpful, though, is if it's something that someone's saying, okay, I'm using this to help enhance an experience, not because this horrible problem I have is going to ruin my sex life. And if right. I don't fix it, right. then everything's screwed. Does that make sense? I totally agree with you on that. And that's Because you have to work, You, if you're having a specific sexual functioning issue, in my experience, it will work better if part of what you're also working on is not, is like, sure, try to maybe help whatever the functioning is. Absolutely. And also at the same time, trying to be a little bit kinder with yourself or side note, if it's happening to a partner, kinder to a partner <laughs> around, yeah, yeah, like yeah. around this idea of like, there's so much stuff you can do sexually. Like, so let's say someone does come too fast. What's the worst thing that can happen? You keep having fun in other ways. There is no rule that says you have to stop being sexual just because someone has come. No, I totally agree with that rule, Doc, because it's true. And the one thing I've learned from you in this whole process, like it's about, you know, there. I mean, you got fingers, you got elbows, you got all kinds of stuff you could do. And then, of course, there's the aspect of toys. And so, you know, just because you came doesn't mean you can't keep on trucking, you know? Yeah, you might not be able to keep doing a specific sexual activity, right. but there's literally an infinite number. So if you want to keep being sexual you can. And so I, I think I these products like this that are meant to enhance functioning, it's like, that's great. And if that helps people get a little bit more confidence, I'm all in on that. But I also think for me in working with people with sexual functioning struggles, making it, making your efforts all about solving the problem sometimes can actually just create a bigger problem, right? Because that's part of what's amping up the anxiety because it's like, I have to solve this problem. And if I don't solve this problem, my sex life will never be good. No, you can totally have a sexual functioning issue and have a fantastic sex life. There, I are, agree. Plenty of, there are plenty of people out there that like, maybe they don't have erections as much as they want, or maybe they don't get as wet as they want, or maybe they uh, struggle with some sexual pain that are having great experiences because they figured out how not to define their sexual lives by those functioning issues. There you and that's go. just as important. I'm not saying don't keep working on improving the functioning, but in my experience, doing 
both of those things actually is a much better route to having better sex. See, there we go. We cured premature ejaculation we with Jeremiah's <laughs> Sex Tech Corner. There it is. Well, Doc, I have to say this was great. Thank you for indulging me as always, even though you, of course, already knew the product before I brought it out there. I think this is something that could be very helpful to people. They definitely need to change their name because virility, it makes it seem like you're broken. You know, so take that into account. Whoever is making this product, don't make it like we're broken. Nobody, they're not broken, right? You know, and uh, they should not have to feel that way. So take that into consideration. And, uh, yeah, you know, just a new, new rebranding from your old pal, Jeremiah James. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that they will uh, immediately jump to that. <laughs> yeah, of course they will. And uh, I just appreciate you as always, Doc. I hope that you have a great week and uh, we will be talking to you again soon. So everybody out there, take care of each other. Be kind to one another. And we'll be talking to you again next week. Bye, Doc. Bye. This episode of the University of Pleasure was produced, directed, and edited by me, Jeremiah James. It was written by Dr. Tara Jansen and me, Jeremiah James. The University of Pleasure theme music was written by the incomparable Robert Felstein. And special thanks to our new associate producer, Kyle Binkley. And please remember, we want to be as inclusive as possible of the diverse experiences of others here at the University of Pleasure. So please email us your suggestions for topics that might be suited to you directly, questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com. <laughs>